0: Well, bless god why don't you open your bible i want to share with you something that's going to just stir us up next week we're going to be talking missions we're going to be praying uh the uh doug and kalinda and their family into the mission field it's going to be a great thing so just come along and be prepared to sow into them and bless them as they go and also we're going to be sowing andy and rod out into uganda And so they'll be going out, and they'll be uh, a great blessing. And again, we'll be sharing more about that next week, what they're going to do, and just about our missions vision, where we're going with it. It'll be great. So let's come believing to bless them, uh, not just by praying for them, bless them financially as they go. And uh, Andy's fare is being paid for by the church. Doug's fare is being paid for by the church. But uh, others, uh, I, I believe we can give in and support and bless them and help them as they go. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, let's get into the Word of God. How many love the Bible? How many love the Word of God? Amen. I want to share some things today. I've had something just fired up in my heart today. Uh, we were talking uh, early on in the year about uh, three things that God was wanting to start to bring a flow of in our lives this year. How many know that even though the vision never changes, there's seasons when God is doing things. And when you do the right thing in the season, you certainly go ahead. And so uh, we spoke earlier on in the year, three things that God was wanting to build a greater level in our lives. One was a passion and intimacy with Jesus a second was a flow of revelation flow of the prophetic over our life a third was the area of enlargement and so through the year i'm going to be ministering in and out of all of those three areas because i've learned that we keep need to keep hearing it again and again and again because every time i get another speaker in you forget what you've heard and, and we've got to go for it okay in Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 and john writes he said i looked and behold a door was open in heaven In other words, he looked, he was in a position where he was looking with expectation for God to show him and he saw in the spirit a door open. Often the language of the spirit is a a picture language. He saw a door open and as he looked into that area, he heard a voice saying, come up and come in through that door. I've got things I want to reveal and show to you. Earlier on in the year, we had prophetic people come. We had Charlie Robinson came, and he said that there is an open door before the church. And, of course, I don't always fully understand this kind of stuff. I have to kind of figure it out over the course of a period of time. How many don't always figure it out? But in my by, by spirit, I know that means God's giving fresh opportunity. When there's fresh opportunity, you need to discern the season, what it is that God is wanting to open up. And I have learned that when God is opening things for us, we need to be wise, need to discern. It's a season when you start to increase your prayer life, increase your hunger and expectancy for God, and begin to look for new opportunities he's about to open up for you not only for the church, but for each of us. And that always begins with hearing him. How will I know what a new opportunity is unless I hear or see what he's up to? And so John, uh, when he looked and he heard the voice of the Lord, then suddenly began to see things. Now, one of the things that you could be doing right now is praying, God, open my eyes that I can see. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 16, there was a man there, a young man, and he was looking out and he saw a lot of problems, a lot of difficulties. Perhaps some of you are having that kind of thing right now. And and he said to the man of God, he said, oh, no, it's terrible. Look at the problems we're facing. Look, we're surrounded by an army. We're doomed. He's like one of the guys out of Dad's Army. You know, we're doomed. And, uh, but the, this is what the prophet said. Lord, the prophet prayed a prayer. Lord, open his eyes that he may see. He said, well, I've got open eyes already. But what God wanted to show him was God's perspective, a spiritual perspective on life. And so he prayed the Lord would open his eyes and God answered the prayer. His eyes were opened and he began to see what he could never see before. He saw into the world of the spirit and he saw around the man of God, around the flow of the Holy Ghost, there was a, there was a presence of angels and chariots of fire, horses and chariots of fire. In other words, he saw something that changed his whole view on the natural circumstance. What he saw that God showed him Changed his whole attitude and approach to what was in front of him. So when we look and we hear all the kind of negative things that happen, all kinds of struggles and difficulties, or maybe we're experiencing some of those things, what we need is for God to show us how He sees it and what He wants us to see. Notice that God didn't show him everything. He said that the prophet said, "Lord, show, open His eyes, He may see there be more for us than those that be against us." He never saw the ones that were against him. All he saw, he never saw the demons. He never got to focus on the demons. He got a focus on the greatness of God and his supernatural ability to bring about what God wanted to do. Now, I believe that we're in a season where every one of us, God wants to open your eyes to see things you haven't seen before. See? If you haven't seen it before, it'll be new. And the problem is, if you've been a Christian a long time, you think you've seen it all. And once you think you've seen it all, you just positioned yourself for no more to come. Once you think you know it all, you've positioned yourself for no more to come. But if you have a hungry heart, bless those who are hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. So I believe one of the things that God's speaking about in the church is a hunger for him. He wants to show us things we haven't seen before. See? I mean, I've been in a meeting and, then, and, and I saw gold dust fall. I've never seen that before. So half the people wonder whether it's God. Half the people think this is wonderful. Half the people wonder what's going on. And I said, the thing is, God does new things. He's got new things he can do all the time. I wonder what new things God has planned for you that you need to see. The Bible says, uh, it tells us that he thinks thoughts towards us. His thoughts are more numerous than than the grains of sand. In other words, that God's thoughts are so numerous to us, but we're not hearing them unless we position ourselves to open up and receive from him. One of the things that God is wanting us to do as a church individually is to open, is to have our eyes opened to see things we haven't seen before. Maybe give it real simple. It could be spiritual things or it could be an opportunity you never saw before. It could be a business connection you never saw before. It could be a business opportunity you never saw before. It could be some way of reaching a person you never thought of before. It could be any kind of thing. God is not limited. He's very, very creative. But one of the things we do need is we need God to show us some stuff. And so prayer opens up the eyes to see things we haven't seen before. So I'm hungry for more. I'm very much hungry for much more of God. See, this morning when I was praying, I saw God coming on people like I hadn't seen him doing it before. So I saw it before I got here. Saw it in the spirit. And we want to to talk a little bit about revelation. I want to speak about revelation and receiving revelation. And I want to begin to, over other Sundays, talk about how to position yourself to receive, how to open up your life so you can receive. Because this is the whole basis of the miraculous walk, is that we can receive from God. Look what Jesus said in Matthew 16, verses 17 through to 19. He said, Our Peter, and upon this rock, remember he just said, Flesh and blood didn't reveal to you who I am, but my Father which is in heaven. You are Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So what has happened is Peter has had revelation. Revelation can be all kinds of things. Revelation, you can see things in the Spirit. Revelation, you can hear things from God. Or revelation, God just helps you to understand something you didn't understand before. The word reveal means to lift the cover of something that was hidden before, and you couldn't see it. It means to shift the cover of something that was previously there, but your eyes were closed, you didn't see it. How many believe you could be here and have been a Christian for many years and there's things that God wants to show you you never even thought of? Well, we've got to position ourselves. So Jesus said, notice this is what he said, Upon this rock I build my church. Jesus builds on revelation. Your Christian life has to be built on God speaking to you and showing you things. You need revelation. You can't have a second-hand Christianity. So notice what he tells, Revelation's foundational. I build my church on revelation. Second thing he says there, Revelation's not the same as knowledge. I can know about the Prime Minister, but not ever know her. See, you can know about God. If you've been in church a long time, you know lots about God. And if you read your Bible, you know a lot about the Bible. But what has actually been revealed that's working in your life? That's all that you really have. See, so revelation knowledge is what brings life. That's what God builds with. If we've got lots of Bible knowledge, it's useful. But until it becomes part of our life, it's not revelation. And it does nothing to help us. We need the Holy Spirit to make it come alive inside us. See, One of the problems that you find in working with unsafe people is this. It's not the unsaved people. It's Christians who've forgotten how to talk and relate to people. And all they know to do is give them lots of Bible knowledge that doesn't work for them and won't work for the person you're giving it to. What they need is a relationship. God did so love the world, he sent a Bible. <laughs> he didn't do that. God so loved the world, he sent a person. So when God wants to touch unsaved people, he sends people. they not people who've got Bible verses in their head. I've had them come to my door, usually shut the door, send them on their way. I've had he- who's had people come with Bible verses to their door, beating on their door? we have all had it. And were you blessed? Yeah, right. You weren't blessed at all. Because what people need is revelation. They need to encounter the Word made flesh. Now, I believe we need the Word of God. We need to know the Word of God, be very familiar with it. That will be setting up a Bible school to help people get to know the Word of God better. But... The word must become life to us. It must be real. You can only impart to others what's become real in your own life. And so we need revelation. Revelation is about the word becoming real, about spiritual things becoming real. Jesus said, listen, he said, search the scriptures. You think in the scriptures you have life, but they speak of me and you won't come to me. So as Christian, now we we don't think that applies to us, but we can know lots of Bible verses, know all kinds of Bible verses, but what you need is revelation. You need to encounter, experience, and outwork in our lives the Word of God. So a person who has experienced the benefits of tithing, understands what the Bible teaches on, has done it, and encountered God in it, and experienced blessing, talks with an authority that comes out of life experience. But if we've never applied the Word of God and seen it work, and so it's become living in us, it's not revelation, it's just verses. And when you try to change people by applying verses to their life, you hurt them, you damage them severely. So we need revelation. Revelation brings life. Revelation brings life. Revelation is the foundation God builds upon, it's what empowers us, it's what gives us victory. He said, The gates shall not prevail. You'll have victory because what is inside you that's living has got the power to defeat the devil. So we need to have life. We need to have revelation. I want to share a couple of things about revelation. So firstly, we talked about what it means. So basically, it just means take the cover off something. Here, there's another thing. You can't live off someone else's revelation or experience. You can't live off someone else's revelation and experience. You can enjoy it. You can experience it but you can't live off it in judges chapter 2 verse 10 it says that there was another generation arose who did not know the works of god they didn't know the lord neither did they know the works of god and let's just put that in context we'll just talk about that what that means in other words there were people if you're a christian how many people here are a first generation christian you, gave your, you were unsaved, and you gave your heart to Christ. Your family wasn't Christian. You gave your heart to Christ. Okay, they're first-generation Christians. How many are second-generation Christians? You've come, your parents were Christians. Okay, now, a lot of people, are, maybe they're not even Christians. You're either first or second generation, you know. <laughs> maybe you're third or fourth. Listen, one of the things that the second generation always struggles with is this. We live off the blessings of our parents' faith, but never tap into the source of it. If you don't tap the source of it, over the course of your life, you'll consume the spiritual capital. How many know you don't eat up your capital if you want to grow financially wealthy? You don't chew up your capital. Your capital you use to invest and to build forward upon. So if you've got some capital, that means you've got a lump sum of money and you've got it in an investment. If you eat that up, then your future is going to diminish financially. What you do is you invest it so it grows. Now, if your parents encountered God, adopted a godly lifestyle, became financially blessed, their marriage was blessed, their family was blessed, and you just never do anything about your own walk with God, you'll eat up what what they provided, and you'll just be left, and your children won't want God at all, they'll turn right away from him. And that's what the Bible says. It said there was a generation arose and they didn't know the Lord and they didn't know the work. Notice this, the supernatural works of God either. They had no revelation. And so when you've got no revelation, what you do? Read in the verse, verse 10, tells us there, they then joined themselves to the God of the, of the land, the, the God of the people. In other words, if we don't have experience and encounter with God personally, we will just start to live like the world around us. Ah. Now, if we have a look in the church in the West right now, it's almost hard to tell people's lifestyle in the Western church from the lifestyle of the community. Why is that? Because of lack of revelation of God. One of the greatest things that you can build into the life of your children is a hunger and a passion for God. Why do you think we have invested so much into the kids' church and into the youth? I want the next generation to encounter god i don't want them to have a kids program i want them to encounter god i want them to love god passionately when they're young something i never did i don't want them to be entertained or filled up with a program although programs are necessary we want them to be brought into encounter with god and so you notice when we have a kid's camp and when they have the kids program One of the things that's important is to bring them into an experience and encounter with God. Why? So they're not living off your spiritual capital. They're starting to build their own. Why is it important to have young people and to give room for them to jump, dance, celebrate and, and enjoy God? Why is that important to do? Because they need to come into an encounter with God themselves. I've been all over the world and seen teenagers resentful and bitter against church and against God because they were never nurtured into revelation of God for themselves. Their parents never fostered in them a love and a passion for Jesus. Now listen, if you haven't got a current on fire connection with God, you won't be able to reproduce it in your kids. That's the danger of the second generation. So God always builds with revelation. Wendy's working in a school bringing kids into revelation of God. We need to bring people into encounters with God. That's why we invested so much, not just in the facility. Don't get mistaken. You need a great facility and great leaders, but you actually need more than that. You've got to have God coming. And so when we have counters or we have retreats and whatever, we want the kids there. We want the youth there. We want everyone there right through to however old you are because it's never too late to encounter God. And there are a lot of people here right now, and you need a fresh encounter with God. You need a fresh al- fire coming into your life. Why? Because you're living off something from the past. If the testimony that we have is something that goes back 20 years, that's far too long. We're living off capital and incomes. What we need is the freshness of God. They went out and got the manna every day. Fresh in the wilderness. Fresh encounter with God. Now I've been walking with God for years and I am hungry for him. I want more of him. I know there's more. I envy what some others have. I want it. I want to stay that way the rest of my life. Believe me, if you don't have a life flow personally with God, you have become religious. You know enough about God to turn up in church and avoid gross sin, but you've not got the power to live a life that you could enjoy the fruits of a godly walk and see others impacted. And that is not going to help our community. Churches everywhere are full of that. And what happens is a religious spirit comes around that person's life and they think they're doing just fine. But when did they last hear God? When did you last get on your knees and weep because of something in your heart that was wrong and you wanted God's grace? When did you last stand in a worship service and weep because you loved Him because you've been so good to forgive you and stand you up and empower you and move you forward? Some perhaps it's never happened. Well don't, don't be disheartened. Say God, there's blocks. Help me break through those blocks in my heart. I need to get alongside someone who can help me. I don't need to accept this is my lot in life. I believe I need to encounter you. I need revelation. I need you to speak to me. I need you to touch me. I want to be like those people up the front where God comes on them and they weep and they get touched by God and they go away and they say, I came to church and I met the living God and he told me he loved me and he put a dream in my heart of something I could accomplish that was worthwhile for eternity. Oh my, I had such a great time. Why would you not be in church? i tell you why people are not in church. Because they don't come into encounter with God. They got religious. Don't get religious on us. hate religion. Religion didn't do you any good, it won't do you any good either. See, receiving revelations for every believer. In Acts 2, verse 17 and 18 says, In the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your daughters shall prophesy, and have visions, and have dreams. Now listen, that is talking about a prophetic flow where God is supernaturally giving things to people. They're seeing, they're prophesying, they're having a word from God to bring into the community, to their friends. See, prophecy and dreams and visions is not for a church meeting. You only church one hour a week, two hours a week at the most. The realm of the prophetic is to be upon our life for living life. To enable us to get ideas, God ideas, for business. God ideas for teaching. God ideas in your school. It's to give you God ideas. They're higher than your ideas. That's why we need them. We need God's insights on life because we get so wound up about what someone's done to us until we get near to God and then he reveals our partner and suddenly we break and weep and realize I've been barking up the wrong tree, I've been blaming someone else, I need to get ownership of my life so I can go ahead. I've been playing the fool, being the victim. See, we need God speaking to us. Over these next weeks, I want to talk to you how to hear, how to receive, how to position yourself so God is able to touch your life. Let me throw out for you, since I haven't got much time, let me throw out for you some distinct pluses and benefits that are coming to your life as a result of God revealing himself and revealing things. Let me just give them, I'm just going to listen to you, I won't give them out in depth, but let me just give you them. Number one, revelation unlocks destiny. In Isaiah 6 verse 8, when Isaiah encountered God, he suddenly realized what he's called to do. How do you know? See, two important things every person needs to know. Who I am and why I'm here. And listen, doesn't matter how rich, how poor, wherever you are, you still need to know who I am and why I'm here. Otherwise, your life will drift and it will be aimless and purpose. You have no purpose. Only God can answer both the questions. God will tell you who you are, the world will tell you another story, you're a cheat, you're this you're that, you're a failure, but God will say you're my son, you're my daughter, you're my ambassador you're my representative I have called you Gideon, you mighty man of valor, listen the world won't call you that but God will, God will put something in your heart and you'll take an ordinary man sheltering there in fear and intimidation and say you're my man, I'm going to save people through you, I'm going to raise you up to do something great. Friend, that's how our God can do. Oh my, you need the words from heaven like that. You need words from heaven that say, you're my son, I'm pleased with you. Why? Because no one else will tell you that. You need words from heaven that say, i got some ideas of things we can do together. Why? Because you won't hear anyone else say that. They'll just put you down for your ideas. See, God wants to put destiny into our hearts and revelation from God is what unlocks who you are. I never knew who I was until I got revelation from God. I would never, in a thousand years, have ever dreamed of doing what i 'm dreaming doing now. never. It would never have entered my mind. Why? Revelation unlocks destiny. Revelation unlocks God's purpose for your life. You need revelation. We need to open our heart and life to let God speak into us, to dream with God, to let God talk to us. Galatians 2.2, Paul says, I went up by revelation. Paul was a murderer. He was a religious nutter. He went and he persecuted the true church of God. He said, we're doing God a favor here. We're knocking off these Christians. He went around knocking them all off men, women, and children. And then he encounters God and has revelation and God says, now you're going to preach the very gospel of these people that we're trying to tell you about. Revelation unlocked his destiny. You know what he heard from God? You are my servant and I will send you to the Gentiles and you'll unlock them out of darkness and bring them into light. See, he found who he was and then he found what he's called to do. Does anyone can tell you that. Trouble is we go looking for someone else. So you know how we look for someone else to tell us what to do? We compare houses. Oh, your house and my house. We compare cars. Oh, my car and your car. We compare bank accounts. We compare everything. But we're not comparing the right way. Our life is based on what God says I am and am called to do. And so is yours. Stop looking for someone to come through for you. Stop looking for someone to get there and help you, make you something. Begin to stand up and let God talk into you. He's got lots to say. Have we got ears to hear? That's what revelation is about, positioning yourself to hear God say good things into your life. We think God's going to, revelation, he's going to point out all your faults. No, he didn't do that. He, he knows you got those things. He's been putting up with them for years. He's not going to worry about them too much. But he will put the finger on them because of this. Because he wants you to fulfill his destiny. And the faults and the lacks in character are the things that keep you out of it. So that's why he puts his finger on them. They keep you from achieving what God's called you to achieve. Here's the second thing. Second thing that Revelation does is Revelation releases life and energy. Spirit life and spirit energy are released as you hear God. Matthew 4.4 says this, Man shall not live by bread alone. In other words, not enough just to have a good feed. But man shall live, 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 live supernatural life. Why? By every word proceeding out of the mouth of God. In other words, God's made you so when he's talking to you, you come alive. He says, my words are spirit and life. When you get words from God, you're alive on the inside. You wonder where I get life from? Comes out of God. Comes out of hearing God. Man, I'm down at Wellington with my brother. He just had a heart attack on the way over to a wedding. And uh, I got there and he just, I spoke to him over the phone. he's kind of, got through it, and he's gone back there, and he said, you know something? He said, I was really impacted by you when I came and we talked. I said, what was it? And he said, well, you're full of life. Everyone else is thinking of retiring, and you're talking about all the new things you want to do. I'm here, my heart's collapsed because of stress and all kinds of things, and you don't seem to have a care in the world, and you seem to be as happy as can be doing what you're doing. It's life. God life. Life comes out of a life that's passionate for God and it's got rid of religious spirits. Religion don't give you life. Religion gives you a lot of guilt, a lot of pressure, a lot of weight. doesn't help you out one little bit. No, life. Holy ghost life. Holy ghost life. (laughs) Jesus said, I come to give you life. Give it abundantly. Oh man, you've got to get a hold of that. Life is abundant. That means you can go out and you can laugh. And Laugh a lot. See, some of you but shocked at that, but your Christians don't laugh enough. And I found this if someone's looking serious, sour, I don't get attracted to them at all. But people that have got life, it's you get curious why they're laughing, why they're so happy. How can you be so happy? Don't you know how bad it is? Hello, <laughs> you once said it is a what? No, no, no. Well, Holy Ghost life, Holy Ghost life. But it comes out of hearing God. Now listen, it's not just enough to hear someone's messages. You've got to be getting, you, you don't have one feed a week, do you? Anyone here have one feed a week? Exactly. You know to feed your body, but you don't need to feed your spirit. You've got to feed your spirit and you become a spirit anorexic. You've seen there's a, I've seen people who seen people anorexic. My goodness, wait. Ah, scary. But if we could look with the eyes of the spirit into your spirit. And see whether your spirit is well-fed, well-nourished with words from God, well-nourished in the presence of God, or whether you're spiritual anorexic. Not enough to be able to handle, barely get in your life, let alone anything to give out to anyone else. This is not what God has made you for. You're worth more than that. See, See, religion will say you've got to pray, you've got to read your Bible, but God says... I got something I want to put in you to give out to others in reading your Bible and praying is how you get it. Big difference. One, you got to. The other, heck, if I don't, I won't have what I want to give out. Huge difference. And, of course, if you don't have life, you know what? All you can do is put people under the law. You ought to do that. You shouldn't do that. Don't you know you shouldn't do that? Your hair cut like that and this, this, quick, quick, quick we it all of that. Do it the way you like. Be creative. See, the church don't like that, though. I, met, I, had a, I went into one church there. I was, was in a meeting there. This guy came in, man, I didn't a hair like it. It was standing up everywhere. And, he had, and it was colored purple on the top, green down the sides. He had rings in the ears and studs through his lips and mouth. I said to him, Man, you're creative. I'd have never thought of doing anything like that. Why disapprove of him? Because he's different to you. If you had here, you'd wish you could do something with is Isn't that right? Isn't that right? We've just given up, haven't we? Our day of that's over. The problem when you get older is because you, you can't do it anymore, now you tell everyone off he's trying to. You now This is terrible. This is religious. We don't want any of that kind of stuff. Say, we want the life of God. How does the life of God come? Comes through revelation. Comes through meeting the Spirit of God and His words in our heart. We want to show you how. I'll give you one more thing, then I'll finish the rest of this another time. Hallelujah. Things that God gives us. Here's another thing. Revelation enables us to receive. Revelation enables us to receive. 1 Corinthians 2.12 You've received the Spirit of God, which we may know the things which are freely given to us of God. Now here's the thing. God wants to give you stuff. He wants to give you heaps of things. But how are you going to ever get to get it? you got to know about it. You've got to know what God wants you to have. And once you know, it's mine. You know, if you can see it, you're entitled to it. See, in the spirit, if God shows you it, you're entitled to it, but you've got to position yourself to get it. So if God, see, if I come into a meeting and God shows me something happening in the meeting, I know it's as good as done, but I've still got to go get it and make it happen. See, if you see it, you're entitled to it. If you see your healing, you're entitled to be healed. If you see a breakthrough financially, you're entitled to it legally. The problem is we don't see it. We hope for it. But once you've got it in faith, it's yours. You just got to, you get in hold Notice what he said to Abraham. He says, Abraham, lift up your eyes. As far as you can see, it's yours. But you got to see, you got to see. And how do you get to see? Revelation. Can you see yourself owning your own house? If you can't, you'll never. Until you see, you'll never position yourself to make it happen. Can you see yourself breaking out of the financial situation you're in? If you can't see it, it'll never happen. Can you see yourself being healed? Until you see it, it won't happen. Can you see yourself influencing people? Until you see it, it won't happen. You will operate out of what you do see inferiority rejection all kinds of stuff what you need is revelation this is why God spoke to Gideon and said Gideon you mighty man of Allah he said what who me he said I am with you he said where's the miracles don't worry about the miracles I'm with you you're going to go out and save everyone oh but I'm just too small and my I'm only a little fan we he said listen forget all that stuff I'm with you two of us we make a winning team And and you know, he went out and he did win. 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 Why? Because he had revelation from God. Now, here's the dilemma. If you don't personally receive revelation from God, you'll try desperately to fit in and you'll copy what others are doing and it won't have power and life in it because it won't be original and it'll be a pin on fruit. You ever seen a pin on fruit on a tree? You pin it on, it doesn't fit and it doesn't last and it goes withered up very quick. And what, a lot of what happens with Christians is we try to pin on stuff instead of accessing the life of God. I want to share with you a few more things about Revelation in another session. I want to show you how to position yourself to receive from God. Because, you see, notice today in the meeting, I had to actually stop the flow of the meeting, get you to position yourself to receive. As soon as we did that, immediately some started to encounter God. There's ways to position yourself. Father, we just thank you. You're a God of abundance. A God who reveals yourself to people. Lord, you so much want to make yourself known. You sent your only son out of heaven into this earth full of sin that you might reveal what you're like. Oh my, there's no doubt you are a God who reveals himself, who desires to reveal himself to those who are hungry who will position themselves to receive. Father, we believe there's a window open in the Spirit for us to come at a greater level of revelation. We're asking for the power of the Spirit of God to be released. I ask for a prophetic anointing to be released across this church. We decree in the Spirit a release of prophetic anointing, the revelation of Jesus Christ into every hungry heart in this place that each and every one might receive and grow and be enlarged in Jesus mighty name and everyone said that's for me Lord I want that I see that I see that I'm seeing your spirit coming on me right now Lord I see I'm not going to be where I was I'm going to be in a different place in one year's time I see that you're putting dreams into my heart I'm going to be listening I'm going to be spending time with you I'm going to be listening to the dreams you put in my heart I'm going to pursue those dreams I'm going to believe that you will lift me up I'll be a, I'll be an amazement to the people around me because I say how come you doing this how come you've broken who said you could do that God's been talking to me He said everything's possible to him who believes everything everything lord fill this people with dreams father expose the dream thieves and lord fill the heart of every believer fill this church full of dreams dreams of what could be what could be in our lives what could be in our marriages what could be in our families what could be in our finances what could be in our giving what could be in the city and region what could be in other nations we need dreams and visions from heaven we need the spirit of revelation to come around our life to make Jesus known Lord we're so hungry we can't stand being so limited we just can't stand it we're not content to be as we are now God we must break forth how can we be content when there's so many thousands who don't know you? Tonight there'll be girls who will be abused, young men who'll be abused or abusing them, there'll be people in our city who are blown away with drugs, there'll be families who will break up tonight, all kinds of horrendous things. We can't be happy with what we have. We can't be happy to be in a nice building and have a nice, happy service. We must have the spirit of God moving in our midst. We must have a flow of supernatural revelation. We must have life. Lord, we repent of being careless and come and say, God, move upon us and make our lives in this church a habitation for the spirit of God. Here's what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What is the house you will build for me? But to this man will I look. He that's of a humble and a contrite heart. He trembles at my word. If we have respect for God and for his word, and there's a spirit of humility and brokenness about our own lives, God will visit with us. If we're self-contented, how can we ever have any more? We must make room for God. Lord, come in a greater measure. I pray that spirit of revelation to touch every believer, every person here. Lord, I pray today, if there's any person here that doesn't know Jesus, Lord, today they'll be starting to feel your presence, loving on them and touching them. Lord, reveal yourself as the one who loves us. Reveal yourselves as a mighty deliverer. Reveal yourself as a great king. Reveal yourself as a mighty Lord. Reveal yourself, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Why don't you just finish and pray for the person next to you. The God will touch their life powerfully. They won't rest and won't settle with what they have. That God will give them dreams of what could be. A God-given dream. If you're going to get a God-given dream, start asking Him. Keep a pad and pen around and write it down. Lest you forget it. Jesus, move in this church. Please feel free to go now. We're just going to finish like this. Just a great presence of God. I just want to leave it like this without kind of just getting into a joyous mode. Let's just enjoy being here together in the presence of God. Stay and have a cup of coffee. If you visit the Cohen upstairs, we'd love to meet with you and talk with you and share with you. God bless you. You're a great church, great people. See you tonight. or will see you next week.